Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about chaos. This year has been anything but orderly. The handling of the pandemic by governments all over the world has been met with raging opinions across the board. There are those who believe governments are not doing enough to keep us safe, and there's others who believe the entire response to the pandemic is overblown. In order to effect the best decisions, the right things need to happen, and they need to be communicated in the right way. You're never going to please everyone, but if the rules appear arbitrary and inconsistent, that very fact will reduce faith in the rules and reduce compliance. The level of frustration in the population stems from the seeming contradictions in public policy. It's difficult to reconcile those contradictions. There was a time when public officials told the population that masks were a bad idea. That guidance made no sense, and to be honest, anyone with a shred of intelligence knew it. Now masks are mandatory in many places, but not all places. A full-scale lockdown of the population was seen by many as being heavy-handed. Taking a walk in the forest distance from others was not going to put anyone at risk of either spreading or contracting COVID-19, but for a time, it was against the regulation in many states, towns, and nations. It's pretty clear we're entering a second wave outbreak of COVID-19. But our governments are again acting in an inconsistent way. My own provincial government closed down restaurants, gyms, and strip clubs this weekend for at least the next month, but they kept schools and universities open. This defies logic. In response to the restaurant closure, I know several people who chose to go out for dinner in a restaurant for one last hurrah before the restaurants close. If it's not safe to go in a restaurant on Saturday, then it's probably not safe on Friday night either. And if smart, educated people are defying logic, then it's because they're not believing what government is saying to them. We've been seeing the majority of new cases in young people, yet we're doing nothing to reduce social contact in younger people. In our school system, the fourth grade students need to wear masks. Students in third grade or younger don't need to wear them. I know of one teacher who teaches a split class where half the students are in third grade and half are in fourth. Half the students are wearing masks in the same classroom and the other half are not. It makes no sense. The research is clear and overwhelming that a healthy immune system helps reduce the symptoms and severity of COVID-19 on average. And I can point to several peer-reviewed journal articles. In particular, there's a strong correlation between those who have low vitamin D levels and very bad COVID-19 symptoms. The news media and even the official communication from governments and the World Health Organization have been largely silent on the benefits of vitamin D. They mentioned it briefly that when the president was at Walter Reed Medical Center, he was taking vitamin D, zinc, and then they spent a lot of time talking about the new drugs like remdesivir. The analysts would then talk about this amazing new drug. They spent no time on vitamin D. The purpose in my discussion is not to politicize the issues. Governments have a tough job, but the fact is governments have politicized the issues, and that too is eroding the trust in what people are being told. And last week, the Michigan Supreme Court ruled that the governor overstepped their authority with executive orders over the past seven months. The ruling said that the governor did not have the authority to extend the emergency rules longer than 28 days without the approval of the legislature. In other words, Governor Whitmer's orders since April 30th have been illegal government overreach. The ruling says nothing about whether those regulations were appropriate or not. In order to extend them beyond 28 days, the state legislature would have needed to act. And no doubt, and political opposition is going to criticize the government for having done the wrong thing. According to the court, she may have done the right thing, but went about it the wrong way. But I don't think the population are really going to understand that. 
In Europe, there's a patchwork of regulations. And again, they're difficult to understand and they seem to defy logic. The loosening of restrictions this summer helped Europe's economy and partly saved the tourism season that's critical in countries like Italy and Spain, but also contributed to a sizable jump in the number of infections. Restricting arrivals from outside Europe isn't an effective containment method when you have a rampant pandemic inside the borders already. Travel restrictions from abroad work in places like New Zealand and Australia where the case counts are extremely low and they've effectively kept COVID-19 out of the country. But when you have a full-on pandemic and you can travel freely within the European Union, the logic of restricting exterior travel makes no sense. In France, which is struggling to contain one of Europe's largest outbreaks, tourists can still enter from other EU countries, and they can come from places like Canada or Australia. Tourists coming from other countries like the United States are barred. In some cases, people will be allowed into the country if they have a negative COVID-19 test that was taken in the last 72 hours before getting on the plane or when they take a test on arrival in France. Now, if you're confused by now, you're probably getting the idea and government's having a hard time getting around making decisions. You see, the virus doesn't carry a passport. It doesn't even know about passports. It's not like people from England have higher immunity than those from Belgium. Governments need to reconnect the rules with science in order to convince the population they know what they're doing. Fatigue, frustration, and disbelief are going to be the largest impediments to compliance with public health directives. Every individual makes dozens of small decisions each and every day that affect their safety in this pandemic. Take the time to educate yourself on what's been learned. I follow my good friends Dr. Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart at Peak Prosperity, I have a very solid science-based video series on YouTube that's published regularly with the latest on what's been learned. I also follow the work of Dr. John Campbell in England, who's done a great job of curating the scientific and medical journal articles. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>